Hi, and welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation about Freemasonry. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our thoughts and opinions are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions via our website at theworkingtoolspodcast.com. Tonight we have uh, our, our usual panel and a couple of special guests. Um, uh, so I'll do the introductions with the panel first. Uh, on my top left of the screen, I've got very worshipful brother David Kolba from King Solomon number 60. And uh, then down from Washington as well, we've got worshipful brother Matt Apple from Mill Creek number 243. And, uh, and then we've got our other regular host. Worshipful brother Jared Dunham from Penticton number 147. And then, of course, there's myself, Stephen Chung from Prince Charles 153 in Kelowna, British Columbia. And uh, tonight, our, our special guests uh, for part two of our interview with Most Worshipful Grandmaster Don McKenzie. Of course, he's here with us and he's brought along his Grand Director of Ceremonies, uh, Right Worshipful brother Rick Causey. Welcome, uh, gentlemen. Thanks for making the time to. Come back for another episode. Thank you. My pleasure, uh, Steve. And um, we will uh, start off with David's questions. He had some questions just as we were running into the last uh, part of the last episode there. So let's uh, carry on with that. Yeah, you were you were talking about how you had inquiry off of your calendar that you were updating, and so I know that uh, the Grand Lodge has a relatively new website, right? The Begin You website, and I was curious how that's working for you. It's separate from your actual Grand Lodge page. And it's kind of a uh, inquiry or prospecting page. And so I was curious how that's performing and what what prompted it and how, the, you know, kind of the, whatever you want to fill in on there. <laughs> well, well, the Grand Lodge website is the, the, the existing one was one of the oldest and probably the most frequently website was used for education and it was used by the grand lodge of california a oh, whole okay. bunch of different different places we all used it we all used yeah. it trust yeah. me <laughs> but uh we we knew we had to have something uh, that was a little more user friendly because it, it 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 is a little bit old-fashioned that website the, the original one and the one we designed is it's it's pretty good and it uh there is a, a a proper page where someone's that's interested. I don't like the word seeker, so I'll say aspirant can uh, click on it and have have themselves contacted within a pretty short period of time. And that I think was uh, was really good. I think I think there was seven hundred hits on it the first month. I think Rick wasn't it something like that. I think that was probably probably drawn because of the fires that we had at the, a couple of lodges that piqued people's interest but we've uh, we've had I've, there's a, a i think a couple or 300 already that have been that have signed up and are going through the six step program and a lot of those numbers would be 
not accurate because those those brethren haven't even uh, had their investigating committees done and such. So, well, I know that I know that we've re received a half dozen uh, of the inquiries uh, through that Begin You website for the Okanagan. Uh, I've uh, personally received them like through uh, Brother Christopherson forwarding them on to our district deputy and and he on to our lodge. Um, and it's been a, a pretty um, positive feedback from them. Their they've, experience. Uh, they've done a tremendous amount of work helping lodges to to look after these brethren and, and learn how to facilitate them better, you know? So yeah, really, you, is there really a particular good. process to it? Do you, do they go directly to a single person or a committee or to the DDGMs or? Well, once they make their up, their, uh, initial inquiry, then somebody from that committee phones them and asks them a bunch of questions. Well, what would you like to see if they're into uh, outdoor activities, then they might put them into a, a lodge. They'll get a hold of the district deputy and say, this, this guy's interested in this or camping and fishing and whatever. It's a, uh, it's been really unusual because it's gone right to what the people want. And I think that's possibly why we lost so many people, you know, have to match them up to the proper lodge. If there's five lodges in the district or six lodges in the district, then these guys are younger and they want to do something special. Well, why not put them together? Is that, uh, that your, is that your membership committee that oversees that then? Yes, it is. Yes. They've done a fantastic job. They, they've been working hard and that's, it's been going on for a couple of years, but the, the hard, hard work that they've been doing has just showed up this last year. You know, I think it's a, hats off to them. They've done a fantastic job. Yeah. On, on top of that, uh, David, what they also have is they have brochures that are made available to uh, lodge secretaries and DDGMs. On top of that, they also have almost like a business card that will walk, that you can give a uh, prospective uh, candidate that will walk them through to the uh, Begin You website to get them interested. Um, it's been particularly well received by uh, DDGMs and uh, large secretaries. And uh, it's a good um, supplement to having uh, a brother that they know in a lodge uh, make the recommendation because the Begin You site gives them uh, a, maybe a little bit more in depth without uh, any uh, particular bias towards one lodge or another. So yeah. The, it's pretty fruitful that way. The last fellow that we've got uh, through their uh, Fred, uh, Christ uh, Brother Christopherson sent the information through and Benjamin just dropped off his uh, petition and money at our lodge meeting last Monday. And uh, he was, he was commenting on, you know, uh, that site and the information that he got and he also mentioned the uh, original site. He said there's a lot of really cool information on that site. And um, uh, he, uh, <clears throat> of course, said that the podcast has helped him get a better idea of Freemasonry in general terms. And uh, he's halfway through catching up on all the episodes for the past three years. All right. And so I thought that was pretty darn cool to hear. Right. I, I think it's great that you guys are doing it because your faces are much younger than mine. 
and you guys should be the face of, of the future. So, <laughs> well, we often say that we have faces for radio. <laughs> so, no comment. No luckily, comment. Luckily, it's a luckily it's also an audio component. <laughs> we have we have actually a lot more viewers on our audio only section. <laughs> You, you certainly have exemplified, Grandmaster. You certainly have exemplified your your message. Your improvise, adapt, and overcome. Uh, yeah. Certainly was a fortuitous opportunity. Did did you have any? I think we may have asked it, but I'm going to ask it again. Did you have any insight? What was COVID on the horizon, or when you th were thinking about that, or was it just perfectly? Well, it was it was there, but we weren't locked down to that extent, you know. But I couldn't have. Uh, picked anything better if I would try it. It's summed up our year, exactly what we've had to do, you know, and uh, I'm very proud of all the people that got on board with that theme and they follow along with it too. That was very well received. If we, if we go back a little bit, you know, you're talking about other firsts. Yeah. The other firsts were when we walked in, Grandmaster, to uh, Kamloops, uh, with the suite and uh, were met by the brethren. There was a joyous feeling that, that, that you couldn't uh, believe. And you think, you know, it can't get any better than that. And then we, and then we go up to district nine and we go up to district 10 and it was replicated again. And the warmth, not only in the handshakes, but the, but the, the hugs that uh, uh, were received second to none i mean that was just incredible so if you want a first it's like the first time you ever walked into a lodge and somebody greeted you you know you never think that you can replicate that feeling well, it was done three times in a row i thought it was fantastic absolutely in four, fantastic. In four days in four days yeah that was fantastic i think the biggest lesson we all learned over this past two years is what we've been missing right like i said we were locked down a little tighter than washington was I've been uh, watching uh, most of our brother Cameron on his journey this year as well. So looks like he's been really busy too. I see he did a cornerstone ceremony. Was it last week or something? Last week or the week before? I think the last two weekends or maybe one in between. might have been a weekend in between. But yeah, they just did one yesterday. And I think they did one two weeks ago. And then in the middle, he had his Grandmaster's Roast. Do you, I was going to ask that. Do you have anything like that where they uh, put you on a, in front of the audience and throw bad jokes at you? And <laughs> well, I had it even worse than that because they wanted to hang me for a while. So, <laughs> yeah, are too dignified. To... <laughs> right. Yeah, we, we don't we don't have an annual roast the uh, roast the grandmaster uh, event. Uh, no, not that I know of, anyways. I'd never seen that before in your jurisdiction either, David. Yeah. Is that something new? They do. They've done it every year uh, uh, with some COVID exceptions and some other little exceptions, but they've more or less done it every year. It actually just so happens that uh, Cameron, or most worship brother Cameron, uh, was raised in that lodge in Sultan Monroe Lodge, uh, mm -hmm. low many years ago. So I think they had a special, uh, special. Uh, I'm not sure what the word is there. Uh, relationship Affinity? that they could exploit. Connection. Yeah, connection. Like I know. Uh, for two years, I was supposed to be doing that hands across the border. We never got to do that for two years. And that was uh, rather disappointing. I messed up with uh, most for sure by the Kaufman as well. So, who I just spoke to last week. So it's 
it's amazing the relationships you make along this road. It's amazing. And Grandmaster, you're not going down to Washington State this weekend? Yes, I am. I'm going down to uh, one of the brethren from Washington. I think he took a demit in Washington, but he was on the nightly toast that we had. That's another first that we had. That We've had a nightly nine o'clock toast that's been going on for since March of 2020, seven days a week, wow. every night, every wow. night. And there's some of those brethren on there that uh, during when we were locked down, that was probably some of the only social interaction they had with anyone, right? And it was, it's amazing what uh, that did for them. And, and to watch them grow on this Zoom as well. And it's going to continue as far as I understand, the 9 o'clock toast, right? Um, well, it's going to be pretty hard once we really get back into the swing of meeting, you know, because the people that run it, uh, I think uh, Charles Buchanan, right, very sure, Brother Charles Buchanan, he's a secretary of all three or four lodges, so I know it's going to take an, up an awful lot of his time, so... And he's active in concordant bodies. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Since we're kind of on the idea of, will you continue with hybrid meetings? That's something that we're, some lodges in our jurisdiction have attempted to continue and some with success and some without. I think you have to be very dedicated. Will you continue with hybrid or will it be only in person? I'd like to see some of it go on. I, I, I have a suggestion for some of the lodges, more like a challenge. Even if some of those older brethren that can't drive at night or not able to travel. Wouldn't it be nice to have a, a big screen in the lodge room and invite them to the festive board portion of the lodge meetings, like just to keep them involved? I think we owe it to them. That, that would be interesting to see how the logistics of that um, to to make it happen for a meeting with the, the microphones in the festive board. That, that'd be uh, something worth investigating for sure. Well, uh, even if they had them do some of the Toast, right? Toast Grand Lodge or what have you that would keep them a little more involved, I think. I think it'd be very nice, actually, for some. Like some people are have moved away from their regular lodge and they got a chance this year here to come back and visit their lodges. You know, like if, if they moved in with their relatives in Alberta or something, they would join in. And otherwise, they wouldn't have had a clue what was going on in their own lodge. It was nice to see people reconnect. Yeah, that's a very good point. Actually, we've got brothers that have moved, uh, you know, most a lot of them to Alberta for work over the years, and but some um, some have now retired to the island. Some have uh, gone to you know further ways, Saskatchewan and whatnot. And they were, and like you say, they were all able to come back and and uh, partake in our regular meetings. Uh, well, we weren't having meetings; we were having uh, social gatherings for our lodge. But, you know, they were able to reconnect, which has been pretty cool. Two of the watches uh, that I belong to on the island, uh, our general purpose meetings are done through Zoom. It allows the younger brothers that have got their families to at least be at home rather than being out. And that, that reduces it. And actually, uh, uh, some of the feedback is, is that it uh, reduces the, uh, the angst from a spouse that they're out twice a month. Or more. So <clears throat> I, I think that's that another that's one of my first two this year is I think I did the first for the general purpose meeting strictly on Zoom. I think I did that first one. 
Yeah. And it worked out really well, really well. We managed to keep it pretty well contained. And it didn't get out of hand. It's good. Really good. Do you guys do that in Washington, David? I was just going to say, I can see the grin on Steve's face and Matt. You can see him laughing. That is absolutely something I want to steal. In addition to all the other things we've stealed, sold from British Columbia, is the concept of a board of general purposes. We don't really have that at all. And I think it's an amazing idea. I, I think, David, if uh, you and, uh, and Matt uh, were to reach your hands out, you know, in token of brotherly love and, and friendship, I'm pretty sure the Grand Master would be more than happy to uh, allow you to share that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would, I would love to get any kind of information you have if it's codified or whatever. In, in that same vein, we, our building management, we call them temple boards, have been on zoom and will and continue to be on zoom or at least to components there's a lot of us that like getting together and so we just we do make the drive to the, the temple to, to meet but then we also open up a laptop and there's two three four guys that either they're busy or would like to stay home or whatever and uh and drive at night whatever and so they continue to be on the building management board virtually it's it's a neat tool yeah we've been doing that for our temple society meetings too yeah but, but it allows allows the opportunity of choice and we never had that before. You either attended or you didn't. You know, you either were present or you sent your regrets. Well, now there's options for for uh, the brethren. And, and I, I think that's to be embraced. I, I think it's wonderful. Yeah, we did a couple of those uh, once we got into the Zoom a little bit, some hybrid type meetings, and it worked out well too. So. I don't mean to put you on the spot, Grandmaster, but I was reading through your uh message from a couple of years ago now and one of the things that struck me was that you were i think it was maybe before you were grandmaster you were either charged with or at least burdened yourself with the idea of streamlining the committee structure of grand lodge and was curious how that worked were you able to work through that or did this change in venue and all that affect that well it did because we weren't able to do any constitutional amendments because you guys had a open installation British Columbia uh, does not really have open ins open installations. We just had some uh, trials for for lodges, but uh, all in all, I don't think it's ever been done for Grand Lodge to have a. We've never done a online Grand Lodge before. So, you're talking about the governance model there, uh, David. You know, it, it just talked a little bit about that uh, he was tasked, Grandmaster was tasked with streamlining the committee structure of Grand Lodge and that the structure of the committee was created when there was lots and lots of brethren. And we're kind of going through that same thing. Matt was actually in charge of it one year, I think, kind of during COVID. And so it's a similar thing. COVID, I always have to think about how long ago was that? Oh, that's right. Two years for COVID when it was actually four years ago or three years ago and not last year. <laughs> But the uh, same thing Grand Lodge Washington is going through is the idea of, hey, do we really need all these committees? What are they for? What are they doing? Why do they have them? What, you know, that kind of thing. What we found is we had the same number of committees and the same number of people when we had uh, five times the membership. So I think it behooves us to streamline it a bit so we're much ab more able to move quickly on some of these things. If I could just ask for one clarification, I think that's the report that uh, very wishful brother Richard Porter produced, Grandmaster. I it don't is. know if that's what David's talking about, but uh, it, it, well, I'm on that committee. It is. Oh, okay. Good. Well, 
it's pretty hard to to do that without having uh, a grand lodge <laughs> jared Oh no, I agree. I agree. Like we can make recommendations until we're blue in the face, but until we can That's actually going to be carrying on, because I know our our, yeah. our grandmaster elect is going to be carrying on with that, and we were trying to carry on with it, but uh, it was just too cumbersome to do. Like some of the ad hoc committees, we could just wrap them up, but we have to we have to have a proper way to go before it gets done. So oh, yeah, totally agree. Yeah, it'll happen. Oh yeah. I forgot. I forgot Ben Dickinson, 147th Avenue. Okay. Yeah. So I have one more question. We've got a few minutes left, and maybe this will diverge us into another line of topic. But one of our shows we had recently was we're talking about uh, apparel and regalia and different things like that. And as a master mason, we're given the apron, right? A white leather apron or whatever. And in our jurisdiction, <laughs> If I were to go to lodge, I would probably bring my white leather apron and wear it, or maybe be issued a white apron or white leather apron at the door to wear. And we were talking about that, and Jared said, "I don't mean it, sorry, Jared." But Jared said, "White leather apron? Would you put the master mason's apron on?" I said, "A master mason's apron—that's the white leather apron, isn't it?" He says, "No." I said, "Oh," and I said, "Oh no." And I was listening to that show the other day, and I thought, "I hope that didn't come across as being." <laughs> But so I said, he goes, well, no, this is, you have this special white leather apron, the special apron, and he showed it a, a picture of it, and it has these rosettes on it. And I said, well, what are the rosettes for? And he goes, oh, they're just decoration. I said, no, dear, we're masons. There has to be a meaning to these rosettes. <laughs> so I have the Grandmaster of British Columbia and the Director of Ceremonies. What do the rosettes mean? <laughs> well, the, there's actually quite a, a, a lecture about the aprons that goes along with it. And there, you'll find that there's a difference between the ancient ritual or the American ritual and the Canadian ritual, what those rosettes mean. So that would almost be a program in and of itself to, to describe that. Uh, lots, and, and you know what, that's just a fabulous topic to go on because our constitution describes what aprons individuals are allowed to wear. The ancient lodges will tell you that the white land-skinned apron worn in certain fashions will designate whether or not you're an EEA, a fellow craft, or a master mason. And that's good while we're going through the degrees, but it kind of gets tossed out the window a little bit when uh, you're presented with your master mason's apron that you're allowed to travel with. And that's all part of that unity of being, you know, in, in, in one brotherhood. We did have uh, a little story here. We did have a brother who uh, decided to uh, press that point a little bit. And he went to lodge meetings uh, just wearing a white leather apron. And some people got really excited about the fact that we were allowing to have this and an apprentice sit in Master Mason's lodge. <laughs> so what he was what he was trying to do uh, was to just get a little bit of uh, education out there that this is accepted in, in an ancient lodge. And that when you travel around the world, you will see different things. You won't eat, you may, you may not even see a Master Mason's apron like we wear in our jurisdiction. So it's a long story, 
and yes, I did kind of ignore the rosettes because there, there is a story behind the rosettes, but you need to listen to the whole lecture in order to be able to get it. Whoa, there's a lecture on that? Yes, sir. Uh, I need to get my hands on that. Okay. You know, being the DFC and uh, director of education in my district, looking for good content, you know, that, that'd be another good one. Actually, you uh, Canadian ritual laws, are you not? No, no, no. Ancient. Well, you know what? As, as a brother of the ancient, uh, I can share that with you, knowing that it's not going to be uh, mistreated. Excellent. Um, interesting note on aprons. I just got uh, from uh, our past district deputy, uh, Grandmaster Larry Lundgren, uh, an apron given to me that he got given to him from um, somebody of... Uh, and uh, I don't have it with me, so I don't have the history, but, you know, it, the gist of it is where it's from, they're given this particular apron when they become a master mason, and it is for their funeral. It is what they get buried with. They don't wear it at any other time. Uh, this is to be kept pure and unsullied, and um, so that they have something to be uh, buried with. There's a lecture it, for that too, Rest Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, it adorns their, their coffin before they go into that uh, into that uh, long home. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to getting that, that lecture because uh, um, uh, that'd be an interesting one to present. If Absolutely. It's not, if it's not too long, I can get that to memory for this year. Uh, right. Right. You might be a little hard pressed to get it. Well, depending on when your year ends, but uh, it, if you if you think in June, it might be a little hard pressed to get it done by June. How many pages? Do you know? Uh, two. Oh, well, it's seventeen hundred words. I think it's a piece oh. of cake. Uh, the address of the brother is six pages. I mean, you well, know. there you go. Your young yeah. mind, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get that one. Um, it's, it's, it's like only, a steel. It's like a steel trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Drill it, drill it, drill it, drill it. <laughs> Maybe I can ask you, uh, David, uh, a question on aprons. We're going down into Washington for, for an old gentleman that passed away that was on that the toast that I, I, I varied off from. And uh, we're going to uh, take our aprons with us. But I've heard that a lot of lodges in, in the U.S. just wear white aprons to, to a funeral. That's the general custom, and I'm not seeing Matt's head nod, but I, he kind of gave a little bit of a, but yes, you, you, as the Grand Masters, for certain, you wouldn't be shunned by any means wearing your normal apron. However, it is customary for Masons to wear white aprons for, to a funeral in Washington. Mm -hmm. I did ask uh, most worshipful brother Kaufman the same thing, and he said, well, I've heard that too. And for a while, it was done where they just wore white aprons, and now it's a mixed match or whatever they do. Yeah, I'd say it's a it's it sort of depends on the the occasion. Some lodges do that still, and some some don't. It sort of depends on on the lodge and how they feel like doing it. I think because I've been to both for sure in in Washington. Because I think uh, our whole grand uh, grand line is going down to that uh, funeral service on the twenty second of this month, and. We just wonder what uh, we could. And, we're always taught that 
wherever we go, we use our own ritual, our own whatever, but we didn't want to offend anyone. So, No, certainly wouldn't be offensive. Uh, and, and if you were to bring, uh, if you were thinking you might wear your white apron, I would absolutely recommend bringing your own because you never know what will be afforded to you at the lodge. Uh, some lodges are more up to date on their aprons and they're nice and of good repair and some are not. <laughs> so well, this one, this is going to be at the Scottish Rite Center ever. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But you can, you would absolutely, like Matt said, you would not be out of order wearing your normal regalia. Is this for who, for whom is the, is the service may I ask? Uh, Gary Rhodes. Oh, Gary Rhodes. All right. Did you know Gary? I didn't. I, I'm, I'm a member of the Scottish Rite of Valley of Everett. So I'm, I, mm-hmm. I'm very familiar with Gary and, uh, yeah, he was a uh, he was a very active and Mason, and it was it was a great loss. Yeah, nice man, nice man. Well, I've actually got uh, there's a one of the brothers from uh, 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 Indiana. He's coming, not not Indiana. It's uh, Carolina that's coming to to be at his service. That's all from that nine o'clock toast. Wow, that's great that the, the bonds of brotherhood were built that way across the country. That's really fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. With guys from Scotland that come on there nightly too. Yeah, very good. Yeah. It's actually across the continent. Yeah, across the continent. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, it's, it's unfortunate we've lost so many and we've not been able to have proper services for them all this past couple of years. Um, you know, we've been giving our moments of silence, but uh, um, hopefully now some of the families will be able to, um, you know, have those celebrations of life and, and uh, we'll be able to uh, put, put more of them to rest properly. Um, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's interesting to note that they've had that, that tradition of wearing just a white apron to a funeral service. I've never heard that. So um uh so i learned something new today right? i think it's just being humble though steven yeah yeah we're all um, on level yeah i think it's a great idea you know um but uh, as we're as we're coming near the end of our our episode here most worshipful grandmaster um do you have any final words that you'd like to uh, uh say on on parting no steven uh just that i think we've done a good job and i'm uh Really looking forward to uh, supporting right Worshipful Brother Kent Overy in his journey. Uh, he's going to do a fantastic job. I'm, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. I'm looking forward to Grand Lodge. It's uh, it's uh, going to be in a beautiful place, that's for sure. Um, Kimberly, BC. I'm looking forward to going and and uh, experiencing the the brotherhood in the uh, uh, fashion that it's been so long. Um, so yeah, kind of cool, but anyways, um, I kind of have a, have a selfish question. If one, oh, a, if one were to visit from Washington, I assume that would be permitted. Certainly is the, if one were to choose, I I saw on the web, I think it's the, it's listed for three days. Is there a day that would be most appropriate for one to show up? Well, the installation will be on the Saturday. All right. Then. The the uh, most of the business is done on the Friday, if I remember yeah. correctly. That's great. Um, 
and then uh, we wrap up the business on Saturday morning. And then uh, after lunch, they do the installation. So, um, yeah, if you're going to come up, we might have a, a couch in our chalet that we've, uh, you know, haven't assigned to anybody yet. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I make no promises, but I, I'm toying with the idea. It's it's about an eight and a half, nine hour drive. So I'm uh, I'm not quite sure, but. Uh, Only one problem. I think it's on the same day as the Grand Lodge of Washington. Just a second. I think yours is two weeks after ours. Ours is the 9th and 10th. Yes, that's right. We're the 23rd, 4th, and 5th of June. Right. I was thinking of something else with Washington. Yeah. Actually, I'm sorry. Ours is the 10th and 11th. Sorry. But yeah. All right. Thank you, sir. Okay. So just, just to let you know, uh, Stephen, we're going to be back up in the interior. Oh, yeah. May the 28th, we're going to Nelson to uh, have a joint District 6 and 7 Grandmaster official visit. Excellent. May 28th. We'll have to see what's on the... Uh, Good old calendar around that date. That's a, a bit of a trek to get to Nelson. Yep. Um, and it's in the evening. A, pardon me? Seven o'clock start. Yeah, for the yeah. evening. It, it, it's a, it's a several-hour journey to get there. Yes. Um, and then uh, I don't know what time the ferry stopped getting me back either, right? So, um, but I, if possible, you never know. Right. Just uh, putting it out there. Yeah. So if you have anybody out there in those districts that uh, want to attend, that'd be great. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Well, again, thank you uh, for making the time, guys, to come and, and spend with us on this episode. Um, we really appreciate it. We know that you guys have very busy schedules. And uh, uh, guys, any anybody else have any uh, last words? No? All right. Well, a big thank you from the Working Tools Podcast. We appreciate your time.